are there any other foods that we should probably be reducing to kind of, mm-hmm. you know, ease that period pain a little bit? And I feel like I know you're going to say coffee here. So get ready, people. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to the Happy Way podcast, your go-to place for all things fun, happiness, well-being, growth, trust, and diversity. I am your host, Melissa Fideli, and I'm here to inspire and connect everyone who chooses health and happiness so you can be your healthiest self and live life the happy way. Hello, beautiful people. Today we have Nikki Gonda on the show, who is the founder of Moonbox, an incredible business that is designed to change the way you cycle. Nikki has a range of products, Moonboxes, and educational resources that are designed to rebalance hormones and help you on the journey of fixing your period problems. Not only does Nikki provide so many great tools and resources to educate you on your natural cycle and hormones, but she also brings great awareness to issues like PMS, cramps, endometriosis, skin health, and hormone health to empower you to make positive long-term changes. Today, we have Nikki on the show to share her wisdom on how we can reduce period cramps, sore boobs, and support that glowing skin. So let's get into things. Welcome, Nikki. Uh, thank you so much, Melissa. I love the intro. <laughs> oh, of course. Well, you know, it's all true. So I know you have had a bit of a rough journey with your cycle through the years. So I thought let's kick off the today's podcast with hearing a bit about of, about your journey, what it was like for you, and then, you know, get into, you know, what you do now. So take it away. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Look, I feel like when I reflect on my journey, it is probably not too dissimilar from many, many women out there when talking about our menstrual cycle. Like I was your typical teenager when my period arrived from day dot, I feel like I had decided that I hated my period and everything that came with it. I was definitely someone to experience all of the symptoms. I feel like you name it, I got to uh, have that every single month, like the period pain, the mood swings. Uh, I'll never forget, like, I feel like every month would arrive and I was depressed and then I'd forget every single reason why I was depressed and then my period would, be, would arrive and I'd be like oh yeah that's that's why yeah I feel like I got the cyclical acne it was very much like clockwork and for me it was you know just one of those things that you just accept as normal and like most teenage girls I feel like I went to the doctor uh, and the main solution given to me was hormonal birth control. So no questions asked. I went on it like a rite of passage. And, you know, for a good six years, those symptoms, you know, somewhat relieved. I do remember like my heavy periods reduced somewhat, my skin cleared. Um, But I guess little did I know that for me, in my experience, I was definitely swapping out some symptoms for other ones. And at the time, I definitely experienced like the chronic UTIs, chronic thrush. Mm. I had, you know, anxiety attacks and it wasn't really until I went off the pill was I able to kind of connect the dots, um, which I feel like with women in my community, it's a very similar experience. You go off it and you go, what the fuck just happened? Literally, (laughs) yes, no, that's, yeah. Um, Yeah, and it was kind of then that uh, I remember going to my doctor after coming off 
birth control and being like, okay, like what's the solution? My period problems are back. What do I do? And I was presented with another form of birth control. Yeah. And it was then that I kind of remember thinking, hell no, like there has to be another way. And that's pretty much what began my journey, you know, my hormonal healing journey and going down the more natural road because, you know, intuitively I felt that, you know, women don't have to be, you know, aren't destined to be in, you know, pain and suffering every month. And that's what led me to studying nutritional health science, to becoming pretty much obsessed with all things hormones and cycle related and, from, you know, over a period of time, you know, when you're on that journey, you try all these different things and things work, other things don't, but I made changes in my lifestyle, in my diet. And I was able to get to a place where, you know, my period would arrive and I didn't experience pain and my period would arrive and the mood swings weren't there or the uncomfortable bloating or the headaches. And I remember thinking like, what the hell, like, why you know, why don't more women know about this? Why weren't we educated from the beginning? So long story kind of cut short, that's what did inspire me Mm. to start my business Moonbox. Because I was like this information, this education, this support, um, you know, which everyone shouldn't have to go and get a degree to know about um, is what I, you know, felt that really needed to be out there. Yeah. It's crazy. Like you said, so many women, especially young women, we do think that is so normal because that is kind of what we're told. I mean, I had a similar situation to you where when I was younger, my period was horrible and I was just told Mm. to go on the pill. And that was the only solution really. And then even when I started to educate myself and I went to my doctor and I said, I want to get off the pill. She was like, why would you want to do that? Like, you don't need to get off the pill until you have a baby. And, you know, you kind of question everything again and you don't, no one kind of shows you this this other side really. And I think that's what you do so well with Moonbox is, you know, you really have created not just a product but a platform and an educational resource to share with women that there is another way, like there really is and you can use, you know, natural resources to actually support Mm -hmm. your body. So was that kind of your why behind the business? You know, is that what really inspired you to do it? Completely, yeah. Yeah. When when I think about my why, it very much is around that notion of, Like Mm. I personally feel that if women transform their period, their life transforms as well. Mm. And then in turn, this is how I think it. I'm like, transform your period, transform your life and you can transform the world because, and it can sound people go, huh, what does our period have to do with our life and the world? But at the end of the day, like the missing link, I really believe is our hormonal health. Like the missing link Mm. to living our most fulfilled, feel good, vibrant, vital life comes down to our hormonal health because our hormones, they're not just impacting, you know, our period and fertility, but how we feel every single day of the month from our energy to our mood, to our libido, to our ability to communicate, you know, everything. So, you know, when our hormones are out of whack, not only are our periods going to be out of whack, like we're going to be feeling out of whack too. But when our our hormones are, you know, balanced and thriving, yes, you know, we might not experience the period Mm. problems and our fertility will be enhanced, but we're going to be thriving throughout the month as well. And for me, I look at it as like, 
you're then able to show up as your best self, you know, mm. for yourself, for your, you know, potential partner or as a mother, as a friend at work, etc. Yeah. And then for me, I just look at it, it just creates that ripple effect, yeah. transforming your life and then the world as well. So that is that's my why. I love it. You're so passionate. I love it. So for those of you, for those of the people who are listening who may not follow you already, I probably should have asked you this at the start, but can you explain a little bit about what your business is and what you have created? Yeah, sure. I think you did a really beautiful job of it, of uh, giving an outline of it as well. But in short, Moonbox is a business on a mission to very much transform the way women experience their periods naturally. And we, how we do this is through offering online education. So through, I have eBooks, I'm about to launch a new masterclass. I uh, you know, have programs that I do. And then this is complemented by natural product support. So from teas to elixirs to, you know, natural skincare products, food products, etc., all designed to, well, all designed and created um, to optimize your cycle experience. So yeah, very much uh, focused around and passionate about trying to make natural period support more mainstream yeah rather than you know women feeling like their only options are hormonal birth control Mm. or you know depending on painkillers every month which I absolutely did like there's zero judgment there um you know I remember popping pills every single month I was like give them to me every every like like two or four hours on the hour you know I've got to top up yeah (laughs) I remember it very clearly and you know there like said before like there is that other way and that's yeah very much why what Moonbox is creating Mm. that more natural alternative approach yeah so period pain mood swings acne low libido sore boobs fatigue the list really does go on we have -hmm. been made to believe that these symptoms are normal what do you say about this? And in your opinion, how would you actually describe a normal period? Very good question. Because <laughs> I feel like it's one of the biggest myths that I'm always yeah. trying to bust is that mm. period pain, all of the symptoms you just listed are normal. And it's, you know, it's just, it's not the reality. Like, yes, they are statistically common. You know, we all know people who have experienced period pain or you know, other symptoms, your mom, your sister, your cousin. And so just because it's super common, we just accept it as normal, but it's not, you know, biologically normal, right? Um, Our bodies are not, you know, built to put you in suffering every single month. And, you know, unfortunately, there is this, you know, really deeply ingrained societal belief that period symptoms are common and we grow up accepting them as inevitable and a part of, you know, being a female. And, you know, we don't ask questions because of this and there's danger that comes with that. I just think that when we accept these symptoms as normal, what happens is, one, we inherently, you know, well, we believe we are, you know, inherently and biologically flawed, right? And are in need of fixing. And then that leads to being medicated and we just shut down our cycles altogether. You know, also, you know, believing that period symptoms are normal, you know, causes us to reject our bodies, reject our cycles. We feel disconnected from them because we're in this constant kind of, uh, have this instilled belief that, You know, our bodies are betraying us, which I, you know, instead of our cycles being empowering, they're disempowering. The danger that comes, especially with believing that period symptoms are normal, is that when we ignore these symptoms, 
they get they manifest as deeper imbalances, you know, over time, and they can become worse, and they can develop into you know further conditions, etc. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to you know answering your question, like what is a normal period, or what is you know what are the characteristics? It's one where well, instead of yeah, I'll backtrack a little because I don't necessarily like to call it a like a yeah. normal period yeah. because I feel like my normal. Melissa can be different from your normal Absolutely. and we can both have healthy cycles, right? Mm. So I like to like mainly talk about the characteristics around an ideal menstrual yeah. cycle. Yeah. And I think it's so important to have an awareness of like, what is that ideal menstrual cycle? Because mm. then, um, you know, every month when your period arrives, you know, it's a very much a reflection of your current state of health and you can yeah. get a really good gauge on where your health is at at that point in time, because yeah. your symptoms, they are, they're just your body's language communicating with you an underlying imbalance, yeah. right? And that something needs to be addressed. So an ideal menstrual cycle, it arrives every 21 to 35 days. I would say like 24 to 35 days is ideal. Yeah. And when it's consistent in length each month, that's ideal too, because consistent, you know, mm. cycles mean consistent ovulation and we need to ovulate and also to have a consistent yeah. period, <laughs> you know, ideal period that lasts from three to seven days. It is, you know, your you know period blood color also says a lot about your health mm. as well. So you really want to want to have that like kind of bright red cranberry or ruby or rose kind of colored period blood, anything like, you know, very dark or purpley and clotty or blueberry, you know, that's going to indicate an underlying imbalance. Then, you know, anything really light and watery and pink is going to indicate, you know, an imbalance as well. And also every cycle, ideal menstrual blood loss is around 35 to 60 mils. And when you say that to someone, everyone's like, what does that, what does that yeah. even look like? It's usually like on average set seven to 12, like fully soaked tampons or pads. Okay. Um, or yeah. So I would say they're the characteristics yeah. of an ideal kind of yeah. period and anything out of that. Like if you're experiencing PMS, cramps, bloating, the acne, if your cycles are, you know, 40 days in length mm. or, you know, 20 days in length mm. um these are all you know just your body saying like hey Nikki or hey Melissa yeah. like something's going on pay attention to me and we're able to you know support our body to mm. rebalance for you know a healthier period to take place <laughs> yeah I had someone say to me I thought it was great your period is your monthly report card for your body mm -hmm. and it really is I love I love that yeah because it really is a great way to say okay what's going on on a deeper level what's going on on a biological level if is, is something not right and you're like you said all of those things you know the, the color of your period the length of your period symptoms you get before and after your period, they are all telling you something, you know, they're all telling you, hey, maybe you need to look deeper or I need some more help here. So yeah, our, like you said right before, your period really should empower you rather than mm -hmm. be something that you're so like, ugh, gross, I hate it. It's, you know, yeah, I mean, I'm sure Completely. we're not all going to love it, but you know, <laughs> it shouldn't be something. No, where it's like, not. Oh. It doesn't have to be about. It doesn't have to be about loving your cycle. Yes. It's just more about learning more about it, mm. and because when you do, when you have a deeper understanding mm. of it, that is what actually leads to 
you know, more, you know, self-acceptance when you do experience symptoms yeah. or you then know how to support yourself, yeah. etc. But yeah, I too love the monthly report card. Yeah. Lara Bryden actually, uh, author period repair manual she calls it the monthly yes, report card and I've okay. always thought it's brilliant yeah it's a great it's it's a great one because yeah when you think about it so if your period arrives and you have the period symptoms mm. what I always say is like okay that's pretty much a well that is a report of mm. your past say up to three months yeah. of how you've been supporting your body and your hormones. So if say you're on your period now and you're experiencing, period, you know, really bad period pain and PMS, can you reflect on the previous mm. three months on, you know, your diet? You know, have you been eating more sugar or, you know, yeah. eating a lot more takeaway, not cooking at home, etc. Mm. Your lifestyle, reflect on your lifestyle. Like, have you been out partying and drinking more alcohol? Yeah. Or maybe there was some kind of stress that was occurring. Like, that's where looking at your period as a monthly report card is so helpful because yeah. it's just an indication to reflect on the past few months mm. and then make adjustments for the month ahead in order to, yeah, I guess, support mm. your body back to balance. That's a really great way of looking at it from a holistic point of view. But what do you say mm. to the women who may experience all of these symptoms and then they've been told, okay, just take the pill, it'll fix it? Yeah, I would first say the pill is not a true fix. Mm. Um, how it works is that it only suppresses your symptoms, right? So it shuts down communication between your brain and your ovaries. It shuts, you know, it interferes with ovulation and your natural hormone production is flatlined. Yeah. Meaning when you're on the pill, you're not even having a real period in the first place, right? Which I know when I was on the pill, I had no idea. Absolutely I just thought, not. well, my cycle, my periods are super regulated. My heavy bleeding's gone. And I thought everything was dandy, but really my body wasn't producing natural hormones. Yeah. So, you know, what this, what happens then is that the entire time that you're on the pill, your symptoms, they're, they're still there bubbling beneath the surface, mm. right? And when you decide to go off the pill, whether, you know, like me, it was six years later or whether it might be six months later or, you know, however many years later, mm. it's like you're ripping that Band-Aid off. And those symptoms, because the underlying issue is never addressed, they're still there. Yeah. They return and unfortunately, oftentimes worse than before yeah. because of the impact the pill has on the body in that it's not working for your, your hormones, no. right? So that's why I always say like if the pill is, you know, prescribed, instead of reaching for a pharmaceutical as like the first line of defense, mm -hmm. instead, can we put on our own detective hats mm -hmm. and really you know, understand that, learn to understand the language of our body, you know, jump in the driver's seat to your own health, understand the language of your body and decode your own symptoms. Because when it comes to PMS, when it comes to cramps, they are driven by lifestyle factors. So what that means is, and it's really good news, is that we have so much more control yeah. over our periods than we've ever been taught to believe. Mm. So if someone is after like, you know, true healing, a long-term approach, I'd say the pill isn't the option. But as always, like, you know, you want to make what's important is making an informed decision, understanding how the pill actually impacts the body, that it's not a real fix, etc. And if you still decide that's an option for you, that's absolutely fine. But just having the awareness that there is you know, a more holistic whole yeah. self approach mm -hmm. is really the most important thing. No, uh, yeah, 
just having the awareness that that is an option. Yeah. So today I really want to focus on period pain um, because although it is not a normal symptom, it is probably one of the most common symptoms. Um, So what actually causes period pain? So I think what's important to say first is that like to distinguish there is two different types of period pain. Um, You have primary dysmenorrhea, which is more chemical, and then you have secondary dysmenorrhea, which is functional. So functional meaning like endometriosis, Mm. um, maybe ovarian cysts, fibroids, uh, maybe it's caused by the IUD, et cetera. So if we're talking about like period pain, the primary version, that's the most common version, you're looking at it's chemical, so it's caused by uh, what are known as prostaglandins and they're like hormone-like compounds. Um, and the best way to describe it is that when your uterine lining is breaking down during menstruation, your prostaglandins yeah. are released, right? And it's these prostaglandins that are involved in the constriction of your blood vessels and the contractions and in turn the shedding of your uterine lining, which is of course, your period. So the higher your production of prostaglandins, Mm. the more severe your cramps are going to be. And other kind of symptoms may be like vomiting or diarrhea or headaches that some people can experience along with period pain. And I can explain what prostaglandins are because I'm so passionate about or how they work because I'm having that understanding is going to be really key to being able to actually relieve period pain. But, and not to get too sciencey, <laughs> but I'm sure because I think you studied nutrition as well, Melissa. I'm sure yes, you, yeah. you like the science side yeah, as well. Yeah, I do. It's, but it's when it very comes, interesting. <laughs> when, it, when it comes to the prostaglandins, like all you need to think, we have three types of prostaglandins. You've got PGE, well, we'll call it prostaglandin E1, prostaglandin E2, and we have prostaglandin E3, right? Mm-hmm. E2, prostaglandin E2, they are pro-inflammatory and they cause uterine contractions, right? E1 and E3 are anti-inflammatory and antispasmodic, which means they're awesome because they're natural pain relievers and we want more of them, right? So the aim is to reduce inflammatory E2 and increase E1 and E3. I hope that's not too confusing, but it's how I like to think of it. And the best part is, is that we influence our body's production of these different types of prostaglandins and we influence them through diet and lifestyle, right? So we can, you know, support our body in reducing inflammation Mm. or we can create a diet and lifestyle that is creating inflammation in the Mm. body and that increase of those yeah, inflammatory yeah. prostaglandins, if that makes sense. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. You did a great job explaining that. <laughs> so when it comes to food and nutrients, what should we be mm-hmm. incorporating into our meal plans to reduce, you know, that that those prostaglandin twos and, you know, reduce yeah. that inflammation in the body? To reduce inflammation, uh, to say focus on uh, the, you want to focus on an anti-inflammatory diet, mm-hmm. right? Because that's, that's really going to promote the E1 and the E3 prostaglandins. And what's interesting is that the end products are well, of E1 and E3 are omega-3 fatty acids. And just to keep it simple, like as one tip there to help promote like the, the pain-relieving prostaglandins is to consume more omega-3 fatty acids in your diet. When, say omega-6 fatty acids, they're causing the E2 inflammatory prostaglandins. Mm. So if we look for like our diet, I always, you know, it it kind of sucks. I think like humans evolved having that kind of one-to-one ratio of the omega-6 fatty acids with the omega-3 and that actually promotes balance between the prostaglandins, right? But then if you unfortunately 
like look at the you know average Western diet today, your omega six to omega three ratio is way off. It's like fifteen to one. Yeah, uh, wow. I think it's something like that. Yeah. Um, which means that it's inflammatory, right? Pain mm. producing. So focusing on foods high in omega three fatty acids is key. So we're talking like you know, if one eats uh, fish, like oily, you know, wild caught fish, like salmon, sardines, yeah. even anchovies, mackerel, oysters, or, you know, more plant-based, we're looking at like nuts and seeds, like chia and hemp and yeah. sesame seeds, and you've got olive oil, coconut oil, olives, all of those delicious healthy fats mm. that help to really reduce inflammation in the body are amazing to incorporate on a daily basis. Yeah. And what are those omega-6? What are, can you give some examples? Yeah, so omega-6 would be pretty much when you just think anything fried, processed or like packaged foods, full of omega-6s, unfortunately, Um, and also huge ones and I guess, you know, fried and processed packaged foods are made with these oils, but it's vegetable oils, you know, vegetable oil, sunflower oil, canola oil, cottonseed oil, these are inflammatory. And I always recommend like if you're going to take one step towards supporting you know, your hormones, go and, you know, chuck out the canola oil, chuck out the sunflower oil, always check the back of, you know, yeah. packaged foods that you're buying in the supermarket, even ones that say organic ingredients, unfortunately, sometimes also going to say like canola oil. Yeah. Try not to opt for them. Like it's impossible to avoid, like, you know, you would understand like it, it's it, as someone who, you know, is passionate about you know, what one is consuming, it's still impossible to always avoid these yeah. things, yeah. but to have the awareness and limit consumption can make a huge difference. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So um, what foods, I know you said um, omega-6, but are there any other foods that we should probably be reducing to kind of, mm-hmm. you know, ease that period pain a little bit? And I feel like I know you're going to say coffee here, so get ready, people. <laughs> <laughs> interesting one with coffee so I'm I'm definitely have been known to be a bit of an extremist in my time like I used to be a total coffee addict Mm. and then I just decided I'm quitting coffee I'm never having it again oh wow you're brave (laughs) and right and I just I went off it because you know what I went off it and I was like oh wow like this really does make a difference for my cycle Mm. and you know my gut you know coffee used to upset my gut personally definitely caused me to have it exacerbated anxiety etc and do you know what's so funny is that I actually reintroduced coffee recently Mm. but I'm very conscious about the times in my cycle in which I consume it. So I don't, I'm not for cutting out like entire food groups. I'm not for labeling something like I used to mm. when I was younger, like the devil that coffee was yes. to me then. Yeah. But, um, you know, with coffee at the end of the day, like it does, you know, it works to it can constrict your uterine, you know, your blood vessels. It can worsen cramps. It can exacerbate PMS. That's why I'll usually say, Hey, how about avoiding, or if you're a bit of a coffee, coffee addict, like at least limiting your coffee consumption yeah. in the week prior to and throughout your period, yeah. right? I'm not, yeah. And if you're someone who depends on coffee for energy, I would also put a little question mark next to that and look towards like, how can we promote mm. um, and cultivate energy from within instead? Yeah. Because that's kind of indicating that something's off as well. When it comes to foods, I would also say like 
unfortunately, sugar, like yeah. sugar causes inflammation in the body, it messes with our blood sugar, you know, our blood sugar balance, which is really a root cause of PMS issues. So limiting your consumption of sugar and also I don't want to put this in the, you know, absolute no basket, but dairy is really for some people, you know, uh, stimulates inflammation and histamine within the body, which can cause period pain. Not going to say that's everyone, but it is something to be aware of. If you do experience period pain, I would say if you've never tried experimenting Mm -hmm. with how dairy impacts you, I always say, you know, give it a shot, but um, and same goes for other things like gluten, you know, et cetera. But I'm, I don't want to put everyone in the same basket. It's really about understanding what are the foods that support hormonal health and how they impact you because yeah. everyone's going to be different. Mm. And that's the thing. We are all so individual. And that's the great so thing about, like you said, period pain is something you do have a bit of influence over. You really do with your lifestyle and what you're eating. Yeah. And that's when we can take it into our own hands and experiment. You know, this may work for this person, but I'm going to try these different things and maybe they will work for me. And, you know, we have so many amazing foods and resources and all these great things that we can try with. We There's so many things we can swap things out with. So, you know, it, it is that trial and error. It's doing new things. I mean, I still now, I'm still trialing new things all the time. You know, I've Same. recently just stopped, like you said, just before I've stopped drinking coffee while I'm on my period and a few days before and I found that for me it has made such a difference you know such a difference in that week of my period I'm not as moody I'm definitely not as anxious and you know I don't get cramps and stuff like I usually would and you know it's trial and error you just keep going you just keep trying and figuring out what works for your body because this is forever thing you know we need to learn what our body wants and we need to learn to listen and understand so yeah completely yeah so what are some natural forms of pain release that we can use instead of popping anti-inflammatories so when it comes to I think yeah it's interesting I was thinking this yesterday because I got I I'm constantly getting messages from people they'll drop in my dms and they're like Hey, Nikki, I'm on my period right now. I have the worst period pain. Like, what do I do to relieve it? Mm. And one thing, like, I really want to emphasize is that when it comes to period pain, you want to adopt a preventative mindset, right? You know, it's how you're supporting your body on the days outside of your period that are really going to make the biggest difference to how you experience your period and the Mm. severity of pain. In saying that, and that, yeah, in saying that, if you're on your period and you're, or, you know, the week before, et cetera, and you're experiencing pain, there are definitely uh, more natural alternatives you can use yeah. for pain relief in that moment. Yeah. And I have a few favorites. These favorites are, to be honest, what inspired me to create some of my Moonbox products because mm. I'm very passionate about providing those more natural yeah. alternatives. But I would say, And, you know, if you follow anyone who is passionate about hormonal health or health in general, they'll always talk about, you know, the mineral magnesium as being one of them. And I'll say like magnesium is great throughout the entire month for preventing period pain to be, you know, increasing your dose of that. But if you're experiencing period pain, I would recommend like magnesium as a natural form of pain relief as it really relaxes those smooth uh, uh, uterine muscles. Yeah. And you can either use that in supplement form or 
you know, soaking in a hot tub with bath salts is one of my favorites. I do that, mm. you know, as a ritual in the yeah. week before my period, as much as I can, I'm you know, soaking in magnesium flakes. Yeah. My personal favorite way of using magnesium, especially when it comes to, you know, if you are experiencing um, pain is a magnesium oil. Yeah. Like we have a product moon boost. I love spraying it on my belly, rubbing it in yeah. and it really provides some great you can, you know, be effective at helping. But I would say the most effective way is not when you're on your period. It's the days, you know, every other day of the month. Then there's also uh, ginger is actually amazing. And there's a really great double blind study that shows um, the comparing the efficacy between ginger and ibuprofen. And it shows that ginger is just as effective wow. as ibuprofen in relieving primary dysmenorrhea. So the most common period pain, which is awesome. Then wow. there's things like turmeric, which is also epic. Yeah. yeah. With the ginger, I think it was from memory. Like if you have, uh, it's like half a teaspoon, three times a day, something wow. like that. Uh, don't, don't, don't quote me on that one. Okay. I'm going to have to find <laughs> this study. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know look, this. Look it up. I'm, I'm sure I I'm sure I have it in my files. I can share yeah, it. Don't quote me on that. how much it was, but it, it is proven as as, um, as effective. Wow. And then also there's amazing, powerful, like, you know, plants or like herbs mm. such as cramp bark or raspberry leaf. You know, cramp bark is really powerful in that it's antispasmodic. It's, uh, you know, it's anti-inflammatory. It helps mm. reduce those muscle spasms. Mm. Um, you know, cramp bark, raspberry leaf, I have a tea with these in it and I'm drinking them every day, like the week before my period to help prevent yeah. any cramps that might yeah. occur. And it works. I can't even tell you. It's amazing. Like I'm yeah. very passionate about cramp bark. I did a post on it yesterday and I was like, this has got to be one of my favorite, favorite um, <laughs> All right, I'm going to have to find this post afterwards and have a, have a bit of a read, I reckon. Okay, so it does seem like, you know, food and nutrients are so powerful when it comes to your cycle and reducing that, you know, inflammation that's in your body, which then causes that period pain. So it is really about adopting that new lifestyle, adopting, you know, those healthy habits and just trying new things, really, when it comes to food. So... Yes. So one thing I do want to also talk about is what about exercise and movement? Um, I know that when, you know, you may be experiencing that pain, it is quite hard to move and probably all you want to do is lay in bed and, and watch Netflix or something. But does movement actually, you know, support that reduction of the period pain? Or is that again something that is more so before and after and every other day of the month? It's a another great question because I feel the answer is also it depends on you. Yeah. My, like for me personally, um, and what I like to invite is that when you're on your period, this is a time to rest, yeah. right? Your uterus is literally shedding. It takes yeah. a lot of energy to do that. And how can we reserve that energy for our body to do, you know, mm. its job? So I always think like the more you rest on your period, the more energy and, you know, vitality you're going to have throughout the rest of the month. But that's not to say like, you know, exercise is proven that if you're exercising, mm. you know, minimum four times a week for 60 minutes, it's an effective way to prevent PMS and cramps. If you're on your period and you're experiencing excruciating pain, feel into your body. Yeah. Do you feel like moving it? That's, yeah. That is what it comes down to at the end of the day. And I say that for every day of the month, like, I'm personally someone who, 
you know, when I was younger, I used to be obsessed with, you know, exercise and being fit. And, Mm. you know, I love exercise now, but I have a very different relationship to it. But I was placing expectations on myself to show up at the gym, the same level every single day, high intensity. And then I would feel, you know, defeated if, you know, I wasn't, I didn't have the energy that Mm. day and I'd still push my body through it. And this is what can actually set you up for period symptoms. So when it comes to exercise, yes, it can help, you know, relieve or prevent PMS and cramps. And when you're on your period, feel into, you know, what is going to feel right for you. But every day, like I always say, wake up, do a cycle check-in. I ask myself like, okay, what day, am I, what day of my cycle am I on today? How am I feeling energetically, mm. physically, emotionally? And how can I meet myself there? How can I honor where I'm at? Because uh, it's it's a game changer and it's key and it can truly tr- just transform yeah. Yeah, your period experience. So how can a moon box reduce period cramp- cramps? Cramps. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> how can moon box reduce period pain? <laughs> Bit of a tongue so- <laughs> How can Moonbox reduce period pain? So when it comes to Moonbox, like like I said before, I'm I'm super passionate about Mm. a holistic approach. And I'll never say that there is one product that is going to fix your period pain or any supplement or any other brand's product or one food or one exercise you can do. It just doesn't work like that. Mm. Um, You know, I really believe, which is why I offer the education and the products is because you need to address your diet and lifestyle. First and foremost, you need those strong foundations to build upon. And then the products, then the supplements, you know, are like the the cherry on the top, the the decorations, right? They provide that extra support and nourishment, but you need the foundations there. And that's diet and lifestyle. So how Moonbox, uh, you know, provides support in this way is like I said before, like through my programs, I have an amazing ebook, an ebook called Healthy Hormones, Happy Periods, which literally is the first program I ever launched in an ebook yeah. <laughs> to like a protocol in rebalancing hormones and helping relieve PMS and cramps. So that covers the foundations, which I'll say always start there. Yeah. And then with products with Moonbox, I think of it in like three steps a day mm. and with product use. And just like, you know, I always say, just like you have a skincare routine to keep your skin, you know, clear and glowy and acne free, et cetera. It's also important to have a cycle care routine to, you know, consistently nourish and support your hormones to be able to in turn experience consistently healthier periods. We can't just expect to support our body and our hormones for like a few weeks or a couple of months and experience you know, improvements and then just drop it all thinking it's going to stay that way. So with Moonbox products, like I have like a three-step kind of regime, I call it. And it's like step one, you get your daily dose of magnesium, you spray Moonboost onto your belly. I do it every morning when I brush my teeth. So it becomes like daily habit. I never skip. And that is like, that ticks the essential mineral box because, you know, you need magnesium for healthy hormones, for estrogen metabolism, reducing inflammation. It really ticks all the boxes. And then step two is what I like to do is sprinkle earth seeds over pretty much any meal, whether I pop it in my smoothies, over my eggs on toast, in a salad. And earth seeds is hemp seeds, it's chia seeds, it's sesame seeds. And these are, you know, full of essential fatty acids, protein, fiber, all of these nutrients that our body actually needs to make and produce hormones. So like two tablespoons of that a day 
is ensuring that, you know, you're topping up on those mm. essential nutrients that you need. And then step three, I'll usually say like, you know, step aside coffee and, you know, replace it or at least have a Luna's latte. We have a range of lattes. They're adaptogenic mushroom blends that are yeah. absolutely delicious, but are designed to support you depending on your cycle needs, whether it's you experience, you know, pain and you need help relieving the inflammation, driving that pain, or if you are someone who experiences anxiety and mood swings or depression mm -hmm. around their cycle, there's, you know, other blends that have adaptogenic mushrooms to support your adrenal health yeah. and all of the systems within your body, which, you know, create those solid foundations for healthy hormones. But yeah, they're the three steps today. The spray moon boost, sprinkle earthings and drink a Aluna's latte. It really is your complete package there. Like, you know, you've got all your education, you've got everything that you need and amazing. It's such a good product. I love it. So good. <laughs> so lovely. yeah, Thank you. amazing. So now that everyone has listened to this and they have a great understanding on how they can, you know, naturally start to make those changes, which can benefit their cycles, where can they come and find you? Because I'm sure they're going to want to learn so much more about your products and you and your business and everything. So what are your handles? What's your website? Give it to us. <laughs> awesome. So you can find me on Instagram. It's just at my moonbox. And then my website is mymoonbox.com.au. Mm -hmm. um, but they're my two main platforms that I show up on the most. Well, do you shop on your website? You know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much for everything today. It was such a good episode. I feel like I've even got so much out of it myself. You know, sometimes you need to hear these things and you need to talk about mm -hmm. them. And there's such a good reminder of like, oh yes, I need to do this more. I haven't been keeping up with that. And you know, so yeah, amazing. Thank you so much. Cause this can be a topic that, you know, a lot of women do experience it and it can really impact your everyday life, you know, in such a negative way. You know, and it's mm -hmm. so good to know that you can be so much more in control with this. You know, there are things that you can do. So, and you explained it all so well. So thank you so much. <laughs> oh, you're so welcome. For the Happy Way community, for anyone who would like 15% off any Moonbox product for supporting your hormones and improving your periods naturally, the code is HAPPYWAY15. Amazing. Thank you so much. I'll put that in the show notes as well so everyone can remember that. Thank you. Um, so that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening and I hope you have taken even just one piece of wisdom from this episode that you can apply to your life to help you grow and be a happier and healthier version of you. Please like, subscribe, leave a review on Apple Podcasts and make sure to share us on your socials. Sending lots of love to you all. Bye.